Kevin Canale here. This week we're going to rerun a segment that we ran at the end of 2020. Before you turn this off, I promise you it's still relevant. And what we're talking about is leadership. Specifically, the Professional Development Academy and its partnership with the National Association of Counties to create the High Performance Leadership Academy, which is specifically designed for the unique challenges and opportunities of serving in county government. We are running this today because I am in the midst of this training, and I find it to be incredibly engaging and useful. Michael Sanderson is a graduate of this program, and he will speak volumes about how important it is to him and his development and his growth. So this is today going to give you a lot of tools and tips without even signing up uh, for this training, but I will say it's incredibly useful, and I hope that you will. But I think we can all use a primer on leadership and social skills and how we interact with others, especially amidst this pandemic. So I'll leave it there. I hope you enjoy, and we will talk to you next week. back to the Conduit Street Podcast. Kevin Canale back here with Michael Sanderson. And Michael, I know you and I are very excited that we have a special guest with us today, Dr. Debbie Thomas from the High Performance Leadership Academy. Debbie, welcome to the Conduit Street Podcast. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Kevin. I am glad to be here with you today from the Professional Development Academy. Um, I'm a professor of leadership and management. I'm the dean of a local college of business. And most importantly, I'm a leadership coach at the Professional Development Academy. So I'm glad to be here with you today. And I I look forward to talking a little bit about um, what we have to offer. Let's start right there. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, your role with the Academy, and what the Academy is all about. Yeah, so the Professional Development Academy is an online leadership training program. And I recognize you might just think, what? Leadership training online? That doesn't even sound interesting. Let me assure you, it is more than interesting. It is a fantastic program. Um, and here's here's what happens, Kevin. So often, you know, you're, you're doing a great job in your job. And then, uh, you know, somebody comes along and says, great job. Why don't you be a manager? You know, why don't you take over this project as if leadership is something and management is something that just comes naturally when you do a good job at anything. And that's where the Professional Development Academy comes in is it's really a practical program to help you figure out how can you be a great manager? How can you lead in a way that is highly effective? I love that because it's so true. I think so many people are stuck when they're when they're asked to become a manager and it's like, well, what do I do? sounds like you have that covered here. And you also have some pretty high profile people involved with this, it sounds like. We do. And so the idea here is I have a PhD, all of the leadership. So I'm a leadership coach. And you'll always have a leadership coach when you're in this this program. Um, and the leadership coaches, we know all about, you know, all the leadership theory. And this program is based on all that leadership theory. But here's the beautiful thing. We don't bring it up in this kind of geeky leadership theory way, right? It is practical and it is ready for you to go out there and use like the minute that you're off the call with us. And what we've done is we've given participants access to basically be mentored by some of the great leaders in um, companies and government around the nation. And so we partner with Um, Over 100, it's like 150 executives um, to bring you this program. 
one of the people, one of the main people that we partner with is General Colin Powell, of course, who is the former Secretary of State, a fantastic person and an amazing leader. And he is with us every step of the way. So you'll be hearing from General Colin Powell throughout the program. And he just brings so much to the program. We have Marshall Goldsmith, who is the number one leadership coach in the United States, um, and he brings an amazing presence who will join us regularly in the program and be giving insights as to how to be a better leader. And then, of course, we bring in people. I'm just going to give you a few examples of some of the people that we have in here. Sarah Andrews, who's the VP and the CISO of PepsiCo, Pete Selleck, the president and chairman of Michelin. Mark Barner, the CISO of McDonald's, Dave Eslick, Information Security um, Chief of Starbucks, and Harry Kramer, Business Executive Leadership Author. Um, he was the former Chief Executive Officer of Baxter International. So we bring you fantastic people who can mentor you into being the kind of leader that you want to be and the kind of leader who will be successful. Yeah, just some small mom and pop shops there, it sounds like. <laughs> All of those are incredibly successful companies. And you mentioned the private sector and also government. And this academy is designed for leaders in all sorts of fields. But you have partnered with NACO, the National Association of Counties, to focus on offerings for local government leaders. Talk a little bit how that came together and how it's going so far. You know, I remember the day when uh, Tim Rischolte, our CEO, he started talking about, about government leaders and the impact that government leaders have on our nation and how impactful it would be if we could help form these government leaders. I remember him saying that. And I said, tell me more. And he grabbed one of those dry erase. We were on the 10th floor of the coin building in Portland. Um, and he started writing on the window. And he's like, think about, you know, all of the government people who are out there, all the impact that they're having in, in their counties and in their states, and that they just aren't being given intentional leadership training. And think of the impact we could have if we make leaders better at this level of government, we could make our nation better. And he got so excited. And I thought, oh, wow, I hope this <laughs> happens one day. And Tim has been tireless. This was like five years ago, right? He has been tireless in this partnership with NACO and we have had a fantastic partnership with NACO. Uh, we have over a thousand participants from NACO who have come through from all states, from counties all over the United States who have come through the program. And we're finding this program to be highly effective for um, you know, county employees. And just that focus on you can be a better leader. Leadership is not something we wake up one day and we're good at. It's a skill like anything else. It's a knowledge like anything else. We have to spend time and energy and effort to become good at it. And that's why we're here is to come next to leaders um, and even potential leaders and help them recognize what they are already doing amazingly well and help them to recognize some things that they could do better to be more effective. Debbie, this is Michael. And I um, first, I'll, I'll offer my thanks uh, for you as the leadership coach for a cohort that I had an opportunity to be part of. I've gone through this leadership academy and have my freshly minted credentials and, and a copy of General Powell's book by my bedside and so forth. So I'm, I'm, I'm now, you know, transitioning to being ambassador. But I, I will say um, your comment about leadership skills not being something that you are born with or necessarily wake up with, but that you need exposure to that. Almost everybody 
even if you come to this academy as an expert or as a standout in a particular area, uh, you can glean value from the experiences of people from the military or from the corporate world or from the technology sector or wherever. Um, I found that very much to be true. And I, I think I think your observations there uh, really resonate for sure. Michael, thank you for that. I'm so glad that you got to go through our program and that you get to be like the firsthand person. And I just want to emphasize something you said. I have I have trained people who have been in leadership and management for 30 years, and they have thought it was a fantastic experience and they learned things and they had the opportunity to become better. I've had people who have been in leadership and management for 30 days um, and have had similar experiences. And I even train people who aspire to be a leader or a manager one day and who haven't had that opportunity, um, who have also had really some great results from this program. And Debbie, I mean, I can tell you, hearing Michael gush about this program when he was going through it, and he is very excited about his book and his credentials, but it sounds to me, and I know from firsthand experience, like you've sold Michael here, he is not an easy sell. So that's, a, that's, that's very impressive. Who else do you think would be a good candidate when it comes to county governments to go through this academy? It doesn't just have to be front-facing elected officials, correct? This is not just for local elected officials, but also for other folks in county government who are either in leadership roles or aspiring to be leaders. Is that right? Absolutely. I would say people throughout um, the county government structure, you know, county commissioners, council members, county executives, any county employee. And I, I, I like what you said there, Kevin, about uh, those who are already in leadership. It's going to make you better. It's going to make you more effective. It's going to make your team more effective. Um, and, and we do this thing where we have you connect with your manager regularly or your superior regularly throughout the program, which really kind of puts you on their map. Like I am trying to get better, look at the things I'm doing and, and you gain the support from your manager or leader and they start to look at you differently. Like, wow, you really are putting a lot of intentional effort into your <laughs> leadership. And it can, I've had so many people say, Debbie, guess what? I just got offered a promotion and I really think it's because of this program that I'm in, right? This intentional leadership piece. But I have a lot of people come through the program who are aspiring to be leaders um, and haven't been given that opportunity yet. And I think that is is also an excellent place to come into the program. And like I said, I've had people, humble um, people who have been leaders for 30 years and come away having learned something and become better through the program and, and people who aren't even leaders yet. So that's one of the beautiful things in this program. You're also, you're in a cohort, but you're also in a small group. And in that group, you're able to talk with other leaders um, that are in county. This, I think Michael could probably speak to this as well. It's a very powerful part of the program, and you will have people from all different parts of county um, work in that group, but also all different levels of leadership, which makes it a very rich and interesting um, time to talk with one another and to learn from one another. Hmm. Uh, Debbie, actually, that that observation about breaking into smaller groups was one thing I wanted to mention as part of this exchange. and. I'll do so by telling you, um, we have a peer group with my association of state association execs. So the people who who run and manage the state associations of counties across the country, we get together that we basically had a cohort through the Leadership Academy that worked together. And 
we have been you know having an, a, an occasional electronic you know sort of town hall type meeting and just later today our topic for discussion is why did the subgroup structure of the high performance leadership academy work so well for us why is it that groups of 10 magically unlocked so much discussion that we almost certainly wouldn't have had at a group of 40 um, I really like that conversation. I like the, the breakout subgroup idea, and it, it definitely leveraged a lot more from individual participants in the group that I was part of. I think it was a really effective tool, and my group of 10 bonded and banded, and we're going to keep meeting, and we're going to be a support group from each other for, you know, for, for all of eternity, maybe. It's, it's a, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, and we have this comment often, the breakout group sessions are become some of the favorite. People are always nervous at first, like, I'm going to be with this group of people, I've never met them before, and, you know, phone conversation can be awkward, or a Zoom call or whatever, and and after about week three, they're thinking, oh no, this course is going to end in 12 weeks. I don't want it to end. I like these people. I need this. Some people call them, you know, their weekly counseling sessions or, you know, there's, there's just so much that happens when you hear somebody else that's in your same shoes and they understand what you're going through. Maybe they've been through it and they give you some advice. Maybe you've been through it and you give them some advice. Some amazing things happen. And we have a lot of groups uh, that have come through the program and who say, we still get together because we became very close and we trust one another and and we get together and we talk through things together as leaders. Well, I'll offer one more quick observation and, and this is another heaping of praise. And, and that is, I was prepared when I, when I heard how multidisciplinary the, the, the curriculum would be. I, I sort of mentally prepared for, okay, there's going to be some content that is going to be really relevant to the public sector. And to the extent that my job is kind of nonprofit-y, then that stuff will be useful takeaways for me. And then I'll be able to ride out the stuff that isn't really relevant. When these military people or the big shots at PepsiCo and so forth are, are talking about their issues, you know, that's not going to be of much value for me because that's going to be corporate or that's going to be a, a different world than the one I operate in. I couldn't have been more wrong about that. And the notion of working with people and thinking about mission and thinking about where you fit as a leader with those you interact with and around, uh, so many of those lessons were were really universal. So I came away actually maybe getting more from listening to the tech sector people and the military people than I did the people who are already speaking my language, the public sector. So that was, it was an interesting revelation for me. Um, I, I set the bar low and, and it exceeded by a, a vast, vast measure. Michael, and I think that's a great point because really what we're trying to do is make leadership accessible. And these are amazing leaders who have had huge impacts on massive companies and so many people. And when they speak in the program, they really kind of give it from the heart. And they're like, here's how you need to be as a leader to, to be successful and to make this thing um, come together. And it really isn't a technical, um, you need to follow these rules or you need to do this thing. It, it does come from the heart and it resonates in a way that you can walk away from that and say, 
I know what that person was talking about and I can see exactly the types of things that I can be doing in my particular context to be that kind of a leader. And that's exactly what we're looking for. So I'm uh, really glad that you shared about that, Michael. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. And, and the takeaway that I get there is these skills are portable, right? Regardless of whether you're in the private sector, you're in the public sector, regardless of what you're doing, the skills that you learn here, you can take them wherever you go. There's a benefit from hearing from folks outside of, of your profession, in the same profession. These skills are just really portable and they're so important to have for any leaders or aspiring leaders. And so for our listeners, hopefully we have piqued your interest a bit. We will, of course, provide links in the show notes for anyone who wants to know more. But Debbie, where can people, county people or otherwise, go if they want to learn more? Yeah, the NACO website, you can always find um, Professional Development Academy through the NACO website because we partner that with them. And you can go directly to our website at pdaleadership.com as well. Um, Kevin, I'll, I'll also add that if you're, if you're in county government or you're a subscriber to the Conduit Street blog, which I hope many of our listeners are, um, stay tuned for more details. Uh, MACO, our state association, uh, is working closely uh, with PDA Leadership and, and with the High Performance Leadership Academy. Uh, we are hoping to unveil some opportunities for Maryland County officials uh, to get together. We're hoping uh, to promote interest in these offerings. I think it's a good value-added thing for our members, and uh, we want to leverage the relationship through the National Association and through this academy to, to bring it out to as many people as want to take it up. So we want to be ambitious on this. Uh, big things coming soon. That sounds great. So, of course, stay tuned to the blog, to the podcast as well. I'm sure we'll provide updates here. But, Debbie, thank you so much for taking some time today. This sounds like a fantastic opportunity. Again, you've sold Michael. He is now an ambassador. He has his credentials. He has his book, and he's running around telling everybody about the value here and why this is such a unique and important program for people everywhere, right? It doesn't matter if you're in the public or private sector. It's beneficial to everyone. We really appreciate you taking the time today. We know you're busy, but thank you so much. Thank you, Michael and Kevin. It's been fantastic to be with you, and I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Conduit Street Podcast. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, please go ahead and subscribe. That way, all of these episodes will be sent to the device of your choice. You can follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, the Conduit Street blog. But for now, for Debbie Thomas and Michael Sanderson, this is Kevin Canale signing off, and we will talk to you soon.